like Netflix has the just hitting the hear that or when Jerry keeps playing with his headset cable that it's in my mind right now not to do that don't twirl this all you can is I get fidgety it clicks whenever he does it because like it smacks against the cable or something and he glares at me but welcome to EC Presents I'm Alex I'm Jared I'm Laura Greetings, programs. I should probably talk to the mic. You should probably sit closer to your mic for there. Greetings, well, we programs. I'm Adrian. Didn't check, so I was confused. I, I was like, "Oh, the sound happened." I mean, if I didn't start it, we'll we'd take forever, and we wouldn't That's have a real starting true. point. So I figure Sorry. if I just push the sound through, then eventually we'll all get the hint of like, "Oh, stop talking about community." And yeah. Oh, but I was saying uh, <laughs> because because uh, oh. he did Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, Top Cruise. And I was just thinking, what would be like the opposite? Like Maverick did a good job of kind of being a sequel and driving that story. But uh, I was just watching A Few Good Men the other day. And I'm like, that would be a terrible sequel if he if they did another one today, like A Few More Good Men. And it's like, okay, what do you argue about? And, and who's who like, do you have the same lawyer team? See, and obviously, uh, Jack. Oh, so that that could be cool. Like with 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 Colonel Jack Nicholson, whatever his character name was, <laughs> he's like still in jail, and he's like drawing on the walls. Tom Cruise, I'm gonna get you and your little dog too. So, whatever okay. you know. Whatever. I think it's interesting. I didn't even know we were talking about this. Yeah, we I was really not yeah, paying attention. I was oh, really. We're not, we're not talking about really? Top Gun at all. We were talking about Community. Then all of a sudden, you're talking about Top Gun. I okay, like, I was so confused. And then no. switched over to a few good men. In the middle of that was the lecture right there. There was a point. No, there, there wasn't. It went from community was to Tom thing, Cruise, like, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I followed you. There was, no, there was no reason why. There was. No, Jerry, be I honest. Was there. there was there no reason. There wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you got the Top Gun. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Great program. Sequels. But speaking of Top Gun, yeah. we, they should do a Top Gun sequel, but following Goose. You know, <laughs> just be a, a five minute image short. of a few <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> oh. Sad music, some rain. You know how Netflix does like the fire, pit, the fires like for Christmas and stuff, like the cactus fire. It's just his headstone through the different seasons, a time lapse camera. Mommy, the bad think... man touched me in a bad place in the heart. I, I think maybe we should start the music again and try. It. <laughs> nope. Good night, everyone. All nope. right, Mulligan, uh, hero of the week, goose. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, <laughs> we, you know, this bi-weekly thing, it, it's really thrown us off. That's yep. the excuse of why we're going off the rails. Um, <laughs> yeah, cause we need an excuse for that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. The audience, you have a little insight to how our conversations yeah. derail. Even in real life. Even in real life. We don't do this on purpose. We just, oh man, this. I could make a joke on that. It's too soon. Um, Hey, I have a podcast recording today at 6 o'clock, right? Hey, there you Here. go. <laughs> and it's 7 o'clock. That's funny. Why did it come up again? Anyway. Um, I snoozed it. So, for this week's topic as much as we can be on rails, uh, we read the book Last Flight Out, and Laura, you came up with the subject matter, and what is the subject matter, and why did you choose it? Um, I thought we could talk about... I mainly focused on the relationships between fathers and daughters because that's kind of what Last Flight Out is about. Like, to me, it was this dad was trying to make a future for his daughter because they dis they feel that the planet is doomed and he's creating basically an arc to save the rest of humanity and send them 
forget they have a destination or if they're just Eventually going. Eventually they do. I mean, okay. we see the jump forward where name? Uh, they they did name the planet or whatever that they, they go did, to, yeah, they but they didn't name it in the middle, like the beginning of it. Like, oh, and we're just going to the Ark and that'll go off into space. And I, I do want to say that I picked this book two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was. Two weeks ago. <clears throat> At some point. And I genuinely want to apologize. <laughs> hey, See, I, I actually, actually enjoyed it. it. Yeah. So. Okay. But we'll get, <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into that. <laughs> yeah. We'll dive into that. We're getting, putting the cart in front of the horse. I just want to Yeah, do, sorry, I, I went I too far. apologize. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, strong. I have I have father-daughter relationships. I know we threw up to, okay, father-son relationships or as long as the father's involved in that. Yeah, I tried to yeah, stick to like the father-daughter father daughter relationships. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first, though, because I can do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first one on my list is pretty relevant, to, especially with the new movie that came out, is Scott Lang and Cassie Lang, uh, the second Ant-Man, and Stature in the comic books is what she goes by. Um, we haven't really seen her have a superhero name in the movies yet. We see her go giant in the most recent movie. Um, and that's pretty much where the similarities end from the comic books to the movies. Um, that because, she went big? Yeah, that she got the suit and was able to go big. Huh? Uh, in the comic books, we see her uh, in Avengers... No, Young Avengers. We first see her in Young Avengers, I think. In the comics? In the comics, yes. 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 Uh, where Scott Lang is dead uh, from Avengers Disassembled. And... They're rifling through Avengers Mansion that's ruined, and she's like, "Oh, and I have powers too, more or less." I'm paraphrasing a lot of that, but no, that was it. That was all. I want. No, <laughs> that, was um, one, that was one panel. Yeah, uh, in, in the comics, yeah, she was a teenager, like we see in the movies now. Uh, she has the same ant powers, where small, big, whatever. Uh, I don't know why she goes by the name Stature, other than she doesn't want to be Ant Woman. Like, oh, it's just a different name. They so gave her, that's what they called her? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, why not? That's her name in the book. Right. Uh, my biggest issue with that is in the comics, they have since de-aged her and taken away her young Avenger-ness, where it's like, oh, the uh, she has a heart condition now, so she can't do the ant powers anymore. The pin particles could kill her or something. Which, okay, fine, whatever. But I don't like that you just, like, oh, now you're just a regular civilian again. Like, you're no longer a hero at all. Here's what I don't understand. We've seen that with Commissioner Gordon in the DC Universe. We've seen it with Cassie. Uh, how many other? Uh, we've seen it a couple other characters that they're like, oh, crap. We got to make him or her young again. We've They've never done it with Magneto. He's like 90 years old because... I mean, he has to survive the Hulk, and now he can, now he can be immortal, right? With the whole resurrection protocol, yeah, or whatever. But you take, I wonder, what happens if you take that Holocaust survivalness away from him? Like, then you get Professor X. Well, no, well, but I mean, that, that's such <laughs> a cornerstone that? of the character, though. Like, how do you? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> you get, a lot possibly. of people said some of their similarities are because of that. Possibly, their goals are the same, essentially, but. Their upbringing was so much differently that Magneto saw the worst in humanity. If you mm-hmm. take the Holocaust out of that, he doesn't mm-hmm. see the worst of humanity, so right. he could become a Professor X. Sure. Or he could just be a nobody, just right. a random... Just a random right. Or without that, he could just be like, yeah, everything's good. Right. I'm going to live my life. Sure. Or he could be a dictator just for the sake of taking over the world. Like, oh, 
right now he has the I'm trying to save my kind, whatever, yada yada yada. Versus he's like, no, I just want to rule the world because Victor Von Doom wants to. Why can't I? Sure. Sort of thing. Sure. I mean, it could go any number of ways at that point. But I, with I do find it I, this this is gonna go. I, I'm sorry, this is gonna go dark. Uh, maybe. I if you ever get there. I am kind of proud as hum- humanity. We haven't had a thing like the Holocaust, and I'm not saying we should. Let me make sure I'm perfectly clear about that. Finish the finish the right. right because right now you're saying we haven't had a thing like the Holocaust. That's kind of <laughs> Holocaust denialism right there. What so. I mean to say that we we can get a really good villain out of Magneto has always been a really good villain. Like mm-hmm. he's he's good at being the bad guy. But he always had that self-justification. Yeah. I'm a survivor of the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. And as real life humans, we haven't done that again. And I'm, I'm not asking that we should. I'm saying I think that's a sign of progress. Like, right? what? Yeah, I think There's so. There's nothing really else to compare it to. Like, Th- that's it, what I'm getting it, at. It's like, its own well, tier of sense. Awful. Even sense. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. We, like, Iron Man... They've rewritten his his origin story. First, it was Vietnam. I think his latest iteration was in Afghanistan. I mean, first, first, it was before that because it was back in 1940s when Iron Man was created. So, like, his origin was even before Vietnam. Like, they have changed that as time go on. Same with uh, Nick that? Fury. Uh, Nick Fury, they changed him of World War II to Vietnam, okay. Korea. Uh, I Punisher, remember same the thing. Being Vietnam, but yeah, whatever. Punisher, they would change his origin but too. They update it right, and it's. And I'm, I'm mean? glad we can't update Magneto's origin. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Iron Man There's was nothing that would create him again. Was Iron Man 63? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think. Good. Good for humanity. <laughs> it shows progress. We don't right. need more Magnetos. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought of that. I wanted to share that. Whatever. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> we don't need a, a worse, th- worse bad thing. Right. That. Uh, or not even worse, but even equal to. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but going back to... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> rails. Right. I mean, the problem is you're kind of getting ahead of where I'm going to go with that. Anyway, oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to. Right. Batman. It's not scripted, I promise. But with, yeah, with Ant Man and Stature, I mean, Scott and Cassie, uh, in the comics, they never saw each other as a hero at the same time. Like, they, if, by the time they resurrected Scott Lang, they pretty much, oh, at the same, t- at the same point, they took away her powers, made her just a child again. There like, was a six issue mini it was where a very, Ant-Man and and Cassie fight swarmed together. But it was a very it was really, very it small was, point of time. Like we didn't have a full on okay, let's have a twenty four issue series right, of this. Right. No, and I even remember thinking, uh, dude, why are you letting your daughter go into battle? She's your daughter. Like I wouldn't let my kid go into battle with but, me. But well, with that argument, though, you say I don't want them going to battle. But if you're going, you're going to do it anyway because you're a teenager. I'd rather go with you than send you off on your own. Sure. So sure. there's mm-hmm. that versus what they did. Like, oh, we'll just DH her, and now the now he's going back to his balancing of life of being an ex criminal, and his, he has a a daughter that he has partial custody of. Like, uh, that's okay, but. In a world of superheroes and superhero stories, in a world, I think that's a missed opportunity of like, why not have that superhero dynamic, like, and also be the family dynamic within that as well. Sure, sure. I, you could even throw in a little bit of a <clears throat> melodrama when it comes to the danger of like, I don't know, my dad's about to die, but he's my dad, not another the damsel in distress sort of not thing, not a fellow superhero, right? What I mean, like, 
what defaults first in their heads. Right. Do, are you my daughter? Are you my teammate? Are you my colleague? Are you my sidekick? Are you my dad? Are you my sidekick? Sure, right. All those things. Like when it hits the fan, what is what is the person default to? Right. Yeah. So and who knows? They may age her up, especially since they're definitely pushing that in the MCU. Like, well, who knows? They may like, oh, and now she's stature again in the comics, and how convenient is that? Uh, Marvel, the quest for more money. I mean, that that's anybody that's, that's really business. Let's the honest. business quest for more money. Uh, but yeah, that is my tangent ish, <laughs> tangent filled. Uh, Scott Lang and Cassie Lang. Jared, who's the first one on your list? Uh, first one on my list was from. Uh, Adrian's perfect favorite book, Saga. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Marco and Hazel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marco was a soldier from one warring faction who met a soldier from the opposite warring faction. They were enemies and stuff, and they fell in love. And basically, it was pretty much a war crime for them to have a child together. It was... Because of all illegal the slash impossible. Because right. they're like, oh, they're those like, oh, two it races. can't happen. It can't happen. They're not compatible. And then she's born. Well, he, they're basically on the run from there. Ultimately, Marco gets killed. Oh. Sorry. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> no, he was trying to say Marco Polo is what he's trying to do, but it was really, it just, really it, bad. It just came out. <laughs> no, that that was bad. <laughs> Considering I didn't even realize what was going on, I was like, what? It's because he spoke over you. That's why. <laughs> As a good podco- podcaster should do is speak while someone else is speaking, too. There you go. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, Marco- <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, why is he here? <laughs> you know, remember when he said you weren't going to be here? <laughs> I said I might not be here. I said I might not be here. <sighs> That's a shame. I forgot to record your channel. <laughs> So, but yeah, Marco tried to protect his wife and his daughter from both uh, sets of armies. From the universe, really. Yeah, from the universe. They're yeah. basically on the run, but. Because um, they had a hit on them. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, there are bounty hunters involved. There's so much happening with this that, you know, you, and I think when we actually went back and reread it, we all realized that on page one, it's like. It's the uh, Hazel is telling the story, and mm-hmm. her parents are not in it anymore. Right. So at some so, point. They're, yeah, we she's gonna be by herself. Yeah, so going back and rereading it the second time through, it's like, oh, Marco's going to die at some point, and he eventually does. And they've gone to, to some stretches here recently with uh, using Marco's skull as a prop in the books now, um, like Hamlet. Yeah, that sounds strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say more like Predator. Yeah, more it's like a Predator. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I stopped reading when we stopped reading. <laughs> oh, when don't we worry, forced, there's a new Predator coming out this week, so I know. we can start over. Hmm, there we no, go. No, no, Saga. Oh, I thought you meant... I couldn't do Saga. I predator. I like anyway. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, is that's basically the gist of it, you know. He does end up getting killed, but uh, the story of him trying to protect his daughter and his family was very based in everything you sure. know as what a as, as a they're an alien you know they're not human in the book but that is a very human concept right there, sure to protect your family well and even he was they made uh what was the wife's name um a lot a lot of she was the stronger one of the two and he kind of took more of like an artsy feely kind of approach mm-hmm. to his side of the his he, side of, he became a pacifist first right yeah and was in prison by her she was the prison guard and then right. he won her over mm-hmm. so it was it was really what i did like about 
that character he found <laughs> he, he he found the bravery to do what he needed to do as a father and multiple times like uh both violently emotionally relationally uh he changed in those 56 right. issues Four. Like whatever issues. yeah the <laughs> before they yeah and right. i thought that was really um I don't know if I want to say accurate, but accurate might be the best word. I don't know if accurate is the most accurate word for this. A but, true, a very true story. Yeah, yeah. Um, kids really change your perspective on things. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to make sure you keep on breathing. That's on me now. <laughs> you know. So yeah, uh, seeing his character development in those fifty summit issues was was really fun. Yeah. So yeah, Saga, Marco, and Hazel. There you go, Laura. Who's first on your list? I kind of only, well, I guess I did make a list, but I only investigated into um, anime. Obviously, Spider-Man's daughter in the Are you a fan of Spider-Man? 18119 universe. Just a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really interesting. I think he's got a lot, of, a lot of facets to his personality, especially including his fatherhood concepts. Um, in this universe, uh, one thing I, I always have to point out is the reason why anime is the focus of his of his progeny is because they'd already tried to have a baby and something happened and so that was the first may the one that uh, the, the true spider girl in my mind I, I forget what universe her number is they always called it marvel 2 at the time like back before the the multiverse there was just marvel 2 and that was where spider girl my mayday parker existed but i always have to point out that she she's the real spider girl but since I talk about her all the time and too much, obviously, um, I thought I should talk a little bit about Annie Mae, who in the Renew Your Vows series that came out in 2015, she's the, the daughter of Spider-Man. And in this world, um, let's see, how, how did it start? So I'm trying to like check my notes and figure out where I should be going with this. But basically they're, they're in a world where all the superheroes have been pretty much um, harvested kind of the regent is a bad guy who's trying to <laughs> your face um the the regent is kind of doing a matrix style harvesting of superhumans' strengths and it channels them into his he's got like the superpower suit and he's using that to eventually go up against doom because in this world doom is the the big bad and in the in the process of the regent catching all the the superheroes spider-man realizes this is a trap other things are going down i gotta protect my family and he goes and stops venom has actually escaped and he's gone to stop venom and this is another sign that like spider-man is in full-on dad mode because he actually we get the very distinct impression that he kills Venom in this universe to save his daughter from mm. Venom and, and Mary Jane. And from that point on, like that's the day all the superheroes stopped being really existing. Um, they either went into hiding or they were captured by the Regent. And the story continues where the Regent is still like, he knows there are still heroes out there and he's still trying to find them for his harvest because so, he's not strong enough yet, he feels, to challenge Doom. And so as Spider-Man's hiding, he's like creating technology to help keep his daughter's spider powers from 
exhibiting themselves. And that ends up being his downfall because she's her powers are so strong that she keeps ruining the inhibitor bracelets. And he has to keep going back to the black market to get the, the chips for it to, to make it work. And eventually, I forget how they... They get a hint that Spider-Man is which, still out there. Which story arc is this? Which um, this is Renew Your Vows. Renew Your Vows. Okay. The, I'm, I'm like, about you're to ask saying that. this, and I'm like, <laughs> I've read that before. Uh-huh. It was yeah. like a, it was a really fun. Yeah. It was like a yeah, six that. issue, five or six issue. Oh, it was a lot. Well, the there first was a story Renew arc Your Vows. In there. The first Renew Your Vows is only like five or six, but then they they, they upped going. it again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm I wanted to read that one. I, I got a couple issues in and I still have not finished it. The but. funny face I was making was I feel like Yours? that's the same story for Spider Man Bloodline. The bad um, guy was harvesting all the the, 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 the heroes. And that's the JJ Abrams. I was gonna say yeah. was that the, And I thought about mentioning Abrams. that one. Yeah. Because that guy yeah. was Ben, but it, yeah, that was father right, right. son. But, right, mm-hmm. and all all the heroes were but dead. This one did it way better. Them. Yeah, no, they were zombified or something like under his the bad guy's control it, they, or whatever. Right, they kind of, I think they came back in clone robot bodies or something oh, because yeah. they they were right. like Mary Jane was inside one of the robots. It was like oh, it was like yeah. a symbiote sort yeah. of. Yeah, it was like a symbiote Deathlock combination. It, mm, in, that's good. Yeah, yeah. In issues, I didn't get that. It wasn't until I reread it in the trade, and I was like. That that's why that clone weird thing is acting all funky. It's Mary Jane. So yeah, this is. I was the, like, you're describing all this, and I'm like, are you? Did, did she say the right thing? Because I could have sworn <laughs> that was Bloodline, and then you said a couple things. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, because no, Bloodline had the son. This one has the daughter. Yeah, and there were so many apparently similarities. Because I'm like, yeah, wait, it's what? hard to write a new story anymore. And renew your vows was before that though. So mm-hmm. the Abrams yeah. copy that. This one sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check this one out. Yeah, and I wanted to say it's on Hoopla, but I'm not sure. It's on Marvel Unlimited. Um, or we've got the issues. We can bring that up. But yeah, one one last thing to say, too, before, since since I'm off the track anyway. I got a kick in this story. Like, Craven figured out that Spider-Man and Annie were, like, were related because he could smell Peter's fear. Like, there's a different smell mm. that a father's fear over his child makes and craven's like oh th- there there is a reason why spider-man is all out right now we need to figure out why and utilize that against him and one thing i liked about the renew your vows initially was like the first two issues annie was like 10 and then they no, did... the first two issues she was a baby she okay was an but that's right they just mm-hmm. they yeah. they sped up like oh, and t- fast forward a little bit fast forward a little bit and now she's a full-fledged teenager running mm-hmm. around as a spider hero yeah. She was siphoning the powers from Peter? Um, at mm, one point I or, think they did let her up her powers a little bit, but mainly it's Mary Jane. Mary Jane has had the a suit. suit that siphoned that so yeah. Mary Jane and Peter had shared had half power basically. Oh yeah. So Mary Jane had spider powers also. Yeah, Mary Jane took that from the not. regent. The regent made that suit and he had a secondary suit too that was Okay in, yeah. in the works. I like the kid's yeah. suit. It was very kid like like yeah. elbow pads and knee pads and stuff yeah. but i couldn't i did not like mary jane's suit it was too blue it was too actually you might be thinking that of, was anime when she got yeah, older. annie's older suit because oh. mary or jane's anna. anime <laughs> well, no they did not call oh, her anime yeah they, they did. did later did they i really? forgot about that when she was really anime, little it was anime Annie. yeah oh uh, yeah the, okay that's that's the one i didn't like that's not mary jane's 
Nope. Yeah, nope. that's that's um yeah. that's her spiderling. Adult. Spiderling and slash nestling, sometimes they call her that. But spinneret was Mary Jane and her suit was oh, yeah. red and white. Oh yeah, yeah. It was mm-hmm. more like um the Mexican spider girl. Aranya. 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 Yeah, right. Sorry. How'd you forget that? I feel oh. like you should know spider. I'm sorry. Is <laughs> I won't nah, even say it. Nah. Move on. <laughs> Moving on. Well, I already said my thing. So, oh yeah, I guess Adrian, who's oh. your father-daughter relationship that you want to bring up first? I didn't really. I don't know. Like we talked about it a little bit at the store the other day, and I'm like, I don't know. That I could think of too many. He's been a poopy pants today. I, I sent you a, that wasn't a today. really extensive list. I thought I was so proud of myself. Yeah, I was in the text. Yeah, no one oh. answered, so I was like, oh, no one likes my idea. Oh, well, <laughs> it worked out because. Um, the 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 combo that I went with today is is completely opposite. Uh, you guys all talked about really nice, sentimental, you know, loving relationships. This is only our first one on our list. <laughs> oh, I need to come up with but another one. I have three oh. different pairings. Oops. Uh, I don't have any. Okay, good. Uh, so uh, one of my picks of last week, technically, was uh, Hunt Kill Repeat. Uh, which talks about uh, it's a retelling of the Greek gods story, um, and so Zeus and Artemis, and he is jealous of humanity not paying any attention to him, and Artemis leaves uh, her god status and ends up getting married or and having a kid. Well, and there's violence ensues. She's pregnant. And violence ensues, and I'll just leave it at that. And we're going to talk about it more in the yeah, next segment, right? Exactly. So, uh, but it's 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 funny the controlling aspects. Sometimes, as fathers, we don't want to let go of our kids. I know I'm going to struggle with that with that with as my kids get older. Um, no, don't do that because I know what kind of trouble I got into when I was younger. Um, so I know I'm going to do that with both of them. Just wait till they get their driver's license and they're mobile. <clears throat> so, yeah, they always started walking. That was the first catastrophe. And then talking, and yeah. knowing knowing your history, that's also a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just going to be one of those things. Like, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to let go easily. Yeah, yeah. it kind of shouldn't be easy, or you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I I have two more on my list. I'll just go fast-ish since we're already like a half hour. You in. said you texted us a list, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, in a group I'll, chat. I'll look good. Again. Uh, first sure. one, the next one on my list would be we kind of hinted towards it earlier. Magneto and Wanda, or Magneto and Lorna, even, uh, and how he raised them two different ones differently. Uh, Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch. Lorna, I don't know her. Do you know her last name? Dane. Lorna. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, I know my Marvel. Who is Polaris, which... Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I just know Lorna Dane. <laughs> uh, she's Polaris. She's she's green. She has green hair. I know hair. Polaris. I didn't put the two yeah. together, though. <laughs> and she has magnetic powers. Really? Polaris? Daughter of Magneto? Ma- daughter of Ma- right. The North Star. Wanda doesn't. But Wanda doesn't. Right, yeah. Uh, and that's why uh, Polaris is more the direct like oh i definitely see the influence of your father because you know you chose a weird color purple versus green uh purplish why are these weird colors weird it's weird for well i guess it's more reddish is it which i'm sorry magneto is more red red and purples red and purple yeah and versus 
you don't. I really... don't know. When he first came out, he was really purple. Yeah, but they've they've Some... put more red in since then. Mm-hmm. Some of that was a printing artifact yeah. at the time. Oh, right. sure. The, the best mm-hmm. colors that popped on the page. Right. Uh, and then Polaris having like green hair, like. Why is her hair green? It's like and, she and dyes it. Like they don't say right. They've never once even hinted that it's like dyed. Like no, that's just her. Like that's just how she came out. And because of that, she has well, well, I'll color coordinate. And her whole costume is green, right. also too. Because why not? Apparently, it's her favorite color. Uh, or just she's leaning into it. Her lipstick has always been green. Her nails have always been green. Her suit's always been green. I like, think her eyes are green too, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. maybe it's a mold issue. <laughs> or it could be a mutation. Whatever she wears, it just automatically it shape shift, it color shifts to green. She's a chameleon. So then, so then, which one's her primary uh, mutation? Her color changing or her magne- magnetism? Is that really a thing? Are there primary mutations? Mm-hmm. There are secondary mutations. Yeah, that people do. Like okay. uh, Beast uh, from the X Men, his mutation isn't to be cat like and hair. That's just an uh, added secondary mutation. The cat like, right? Yeah. The blue fur was. His attempt to heal himself. But it was still a secondary thing to him. He was just a a dude with like big hands and big feet and was very acrobatic. And then he tried to cure his mutinism and then, oh, now I'm furry. Cyclops' secondary had to do with uh, super geometry in his head, basically. Angles and things like that. Never play him in a game of pool. Mm -hmm. He will destroy. Yeah, he'll just take off his glasses. Emma's was turning into diamond form. Diamond form, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They established uh, okay. in like during the astonishing X Men stuff that early two thousand secondary mutations were a thing, but yeah, uh, the difference between even just Lorna and Wanda are for a while they were pretty drastic because Wanda quickly ish saw the light and became an Avenger and hero versus Lorna stayed with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants for a while, and it wasn't until. I want to say it wasn't until uh, Magneto stopped being with the Brotherhood then Lorna finally, like, okay, and she joined X-Force. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. X-Force. No, X-Factor. X-Factor. She was part of mm-hmm. X-Factor, not X-Force. Uh, but, yeah, there's so many X-Men teams. Is she yes. the head of S.W.O.R.D. now? Uh, no, that's Abigail Brand, I think. And she's got green hair, too. Yeah, yeah? she's yes. got green hair, yes. Right. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Abigail still is. It might be Magneto's actually in charge. Someone, because they, they always change uh, whoever's in charge of whatever. They just keeps recycling names. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Magneto and his daughters. And the last one I want to mention quickly is Wolverine and X-23. Um, where originally X-23 was the clone of Wolverine, but in the last five years they said, oh, actually she's the daughter. And... Which, I mean, the relationship they'd always have together was very much a father-daughter relationship because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he was around longer. He was like, oh, I know what you're going through. I have the mutant ability, the healing, and people have weaponized me to turn, you know, to destroy things out of my own control. But there was more to it that to that because it wasn't, I know what you're going through. You are me. I am you. So taking away that clone status, I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, but... I don't know. I always find it interesting clone issues where they've changed their gender too. It's like then they're they're not as the same. Like they sure. still. But in this yeah. case, the the big argument between nature versus nurture was mm-hmm. was so pronounced, and it's like no one could miss that. Like, yeah, I you are me, but you're not me. But you're kind of me, and yet yeah. you're not. And, and the timing makes yeah, timing and nurture right. Like you're saying. And I get why they changed the clone. Okay, the original is male, but the clone is female. Well, 
because the female is just double X chromosomes. Mm-hmm. And well, we only got part of your DNA. We couldn't harvest all of it. So we just copied what we had, right, which exactly. is just double X. So here we go. Oh, instead yeah. of XY. I always thought it was around that time. Like they were making legacies of all the characters and they were just swapping the genders. Well, like, I mean, there was a little bit of that too. But the story <laughs> that they use for that is like, oh, well, we're just using the DNA as the reason why from the male original to a female copy is like, well, it's easier to copy X and X versus right. try to make a, well, what do you carve out of the DNA mm-hmm. and what is even viable at that point? I think she was one of those springboarding characters. Like, let's see if it works. And mm-hmm. it did. Yep. Because she and Spider-Girl came out at the same yeah, time. Right. And Juggernaut too. Although I guess the Juggernaut guy was a guy, but yeah, there were a whole bunch and Captain America. I forget what her, Name was. Ameri- was you like, mean America Chavez? Or? No, the, this was way before her. There was another American Dream, I think it was. Oh, there there was a, a female Captain America that was in the MC2 universe. Okay, so it was in the Mayday yeah. Parker yeah. universe still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Juggernaut 2, Mayday, X-23, like a whole, sorry, a whole bunch of those characters all came out at like the same time. Because they were like, we need new readers. We need them to be young. We well, we and, did a gender swap. Well, and for I mean, for that specific story, that makes sense because that's in the future, where mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. a whole other generation versus X twenty three is in the here and now stuff. So they had to have that with the same concurrent, co, uh, concurrent universe. It's so like, oh, instead of being someone else's kid and aged up, like, well, we'll just make a clone instead, right? And have it here we go, and it's easier to do it that way. I, in my opinion, I mean, it that. isn't. Also- she was there though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is also interesting to see the how much the history affects Logan, whereas there's no history for Laura. And it's like, yeah. how do you write her, well, cause her better than? Well, Cause that, that in, would be the goal. In her first first few issues, they did, they this is your origin. You're, you know, a test tube baby. Yep. Uh, here's the scientist that mm-hmm. was the mother for you. We did the training and go. Like, mm-hmm. it was very much two or three issues. Here's your whole history done and done. Mm-hmm. And because it's a secret government facility, it's away from the public. So we don't have to, well, what about the history of this part? There is no past interactions. It's very much in a bubble. Sure, but I, what I mean about the development of, of the character, right? We have Logan, which we always knew. We didn't know anything about him. And then he suddenly healed from his memory loss. And then we get all these past stories and it's like we got these okay you managed to kind of keep him together but yet you could do whatever you want with her because there is none of that past she didn't suffer that memory loss so yeah uh so yeah that's the last last one's on my list anybody on your list jared i had just a couple so some of them weren't good relationships like uh, deathstroke and ravager um what's wrong with that relationship well she cut her own (laughs) eye out just to be like her father that's great you know that's uh, normal flattery is the best and uh, then just to try to take down superman he jams a piece of kryptonite in her eye socket and says go get superman I, I, that seems like a great idea to me. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I want to be better than my father. And on the pl- I mean, so to, no. to be <laughs> to be fair for him on that argument though is he knows Superman doesn't kill, so he's not like throwing her to the big bad villain that's going to kill no, someone. But he knows yeah. he knows Did about kryptonite week, poisoning. Superman killed. Well, but that's a whole different universe. <laughs> but uh, I mean, so at least he didn't. I was like, eh, okay, it's not like I'm putting you up against. I don't know. 
uh, Green Lantern, even though it could possibly kill. Like, isn't doesn't have the strict moral code of no killing? Like, no, he could Superman. accidentally make a too big of a light anvil, and then again, and it'd be too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, like, you know, Batman and Superman. Okay, you fight against them; they're not gonna kill you. It is what it is. That's fine. Right? Like, you might get beat up and broken limbs. Yeah, but you'll live. So, but Tell yeah, Ravager does eventually turn on her father when she realizes, oh, he's a jerk i almost said something else right there but i can uh, see your mouth going that way <laughs> but uh you know she did join the teen titans and had a pretty good run there um another one on my list was trigon and raven hmm. uh, they did not have a great relationship either i mean when is there the, something you need to talk about when the yeah, father I just picked the <laughs> i mean my dad get along when the, the father is two a are, demon. Okay. yeah i mean and you're only being created to act as a portal to let him into the realm to the, rule everything you're the anchor to the yeah yeah so uh anchor babies. next yeah <laughs> anchor yep. babies. so next was uh wally west and then jay and iris jay um they were twins pretty much but uh they had a really good run where uh, they had their powers, but Iris was starting to age, and they were like, "Okay, we've got to figure out how to how to fix them." So there was a really great great run right before uh, New Fifty Two and everything like that. Before Wally West disappeared and became a uh, different Wally West in the New Fifty Two and everything, but uh, that was a good one. Uh, Jim Gordon and Barbara Gordon, a classic right there. I was, I really liked the rebirth storyline before they did the Batgirl of Burnside. The story arc right before that where uh it looks like Batgirl kills yeah uh, uh James Gordon James, yeah, the son. Her brother. So then it was Jim versus Barbara or yes. Jim versus Batgirl like, oh and Barbara's like I, I, I promise I didn't. Like I promise I didn't kill him. Right. But I can't really tell you that because then you know who I am and that's kind of the whole secret identity thing. Right. Yep, that was a really good run. Yeah. Burnside wasn't quite as good. Burnside would have been fine if it wasn't following right after that right. super dark, gritty Batgirl story. Yeah. So um, the other one on my list was Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul. Um, oh, Ra's al Ghul them. is the demons. Yeah. The, yeah. You know? and, and he wanted a son to pass to pass right. on taking over everything. And oh, I had a daughter. And she ends up ruling everything pretty much. But she tries to seduce Bruce. And to she actually succeeds. Well, she succeeds, and they have Damien, who is sometimes the the new leader of the League of Assassins. Eh, yeah, sometimes not. Well, I mean that's the whole Talia point. is there. And when Roz had Talia, it's like, okay, your only job is to give me a grandson. Because yeah, pretty much. You're not worthy, right? So we're not worthy. Sorry. <laughs> so very sexist organization. I mean, it. it, it when you've lived that long, you you're of a different, literally of a different era. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He experienced a Holocaust too. I mean, from a certain he, point he of probably view, probably caused some of that. Right. I mean, that would be an interesting thing if they were to say, Even right. just like a backstory, like, right? Like, oh, he was the reason Hitler became who he became. <laughs> Hitler was trying to find the Lazarus pits or, or whatever. Yeah. Do something sort of like that. Be, that could be. Wasn't there something right. about Hitler being Tom really Taylor, into like, make it art happen. and stuff? Like he was always looking for. Like oh, like the occult artifacts. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So he probably was. So I mean, that would, that would work with sure. the story then of like, okay, on top of the Ark of the Covenant and all these other yeah. things, uh, on top of Indiana Jones, we're also going to look for the Lazarus Pits. So, yeah, that could be good. Cool. Yeah, I'm up for that. Tom Taylor, make it happen. All right. <laughs> uh, any other ones on our anybody else list they want to mention briefly that we we oh. didn't talk about? I was always. Yeah. A, oh, sorry. Go for it. Just Captain Stacy and Gwen Stacy. Mm, that's a good one. I forgot about them. 
for a little in, while in, in any though. universe. I mean, well, in, that was kind of a smashing relationship. I feel it did. It was a like, killer relationship. <laughs> did he die in the new Spider Gwen series too? I thought he was just. Uh, in no, he's jail. still alive. In, okay, he's alive in the current uh, Spider Gwen, but in the main six one six, first he died. Oh, he did. Yeah. Or no, did he die first? Or did she yeah. die first? Okay, yeah, he died first because yeah. she blamed Spider Man because he didn't. He wasn't fast That's enough right. to save him. Mm-hmm. And Spider Man blamed himself too, but he, he couldn't tell for everything. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, so it was a big strain on Peter because he's like, now she really can't find out my secret because she's gonna hate me. And then she died anyway, so then he didn't have to worry about her hating him anymore. Was he still alive in the House of M universe? I think, yeah, I wanna I say so. in House of M the wish yes. ended up being that spider or sorry, Gwen was his wife right. in that universe. But yeah. was Captain Stacy. I think it was her dad. Yeah. So I think she, I don't remember. And Ben was Uncle Ben was still was alive. Still alive. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was still Spider Man. He was still Spider Man. But and everybody but knew more it. of a public persona. Right, but you're right. right. More like the hey I'm Spider Man and here for a birthday party versus a I need to save because at that point in the House of Ben there is no there aren't really any villains to fight. I mean, there are some, because that's what some of the fantasies are, is to be the villain. But that's what Wolverine was there for. Right. So he didn't... Peter didn't have the moral obligation, I have to be Spider-Man. It's like, oh, I can be Spider-Man, sure. But... Well, if you remember, Carol Danvers, when she was Ms. Marvel, chased down Gambit. He was in a car speeding away. Right. But it's like a bank robbery, like an armored car. Like, oh... Give me your money. But okay. villain might be a little right. stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a criminal versus a villain. Correct. Uh, any other last ones we want before we move on to the next segment? I could go on about Cable and Hope. I really loved that one because she was nobody's daughter. She was nobody's kid. I mean, she obviously was somebody's kid, but they were all dead. Yeah. And Cable knew enough to take her into the future and raise her mm-hmm. and teach her. How to survive. Which is always cool because that's kind of a, she, (laughs) a classic, you know, teenager angst. I hate you. Oh, crap. You're dead. I shouldn't have said that, you know, type of situation. Uh, And then the final, you know, sacrifice cable. I forget how that worked. Oh, he gave himself up to the techno virus. And then they were like, oh, wait, we can't kill you. So we'll just make you more metal. Not like rock and a, roll, like not like rock and <laughs> yeah, roll. Yeah, I was definitely. Yeah. I was hearing the, the yeah, strong yeah. bad techno in my head. <laughs> All right, uh, so that will move on to. And you said where was it? There wasn't enough to talk about. We're forty minutes in. Uh, let's move on to the segment of our comic books picks of the week that came out either last week or this week. I went first last time, so Jared, why don't you pick first? Um, I have. It's getting better. It's. It's been fine this whole time, but this last issue really kind of ramped it up a little bit. But Star Wars Hidden Empire number four, it was pretty good. Um, if you remember um, uh, Lady Kira, who the mother of dragons from Game of Thrones, and uh, she is trying to unlock this artifact that is housing an ancient Sith Lord. But... Since like there's, a genie? Like, yeah, something like that. Phenomenal cosmic power? Yeah, something like that. They've yeah. already touched base in this in the comics in the past, and it never goes well. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Palpatine's sitting here. It's like, there's a rule of two. There can only be two Sith. So if they unlock this, there's a third Sith. we got to go kill him. Which, which, oh. So which we start to see that path now of Lady Kira is laying this trap that 
you know, she's going to open it and draw the Sith Lords in to try to kill them, pretty much. Hmm. She's going to try to wipe out everybody. Uh, but uh, Palpatine and uh, Vader, it's kind of funny. They start to spar in this with their lightsabers. Palpatine's like, I haven't used my lightsaber in a while. So they start to spar. Uh, it's It was good. It's I can't wait till the fifth, fifth issue to see what's going to happen next. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it looks great. So I'm going to go with that. Star Wars Hidden Empire number four. All right. Laura, what is one of your picks of the week? Um, I guess I'll go with Clear came out today. And it rang a bell to me because the writer was Scott Snyder. I feel, I can't remember what else he's written. Batman. Oh, is that? Okay. How, could you, how could you read it? Clearly, what? she could read it. Oh, okay. He's my holes. Uh, didn't uh, <laughs> Snyder do Noctera? Isn't he doing Noctera also? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the name popped out at me and I was like, this looks like a cool cover. It's a number one. And Snyder did some really good Batman stuff back in the day. Okay. Yeah, and it, it seemed heavier too and i thought oh this is probably hopefully it's a a worthwhile read for your money i know alex said that he wasn't a big fan of it but i i thought it was interesting um it's kind of set in the future and they talk about the apocalypse like all future stories like to talk about the apocalypse but they kind of said it wasn't what we were expecting we thought there'd be like fire and brimstone then it'd be like all of a sudden things are bad but it really was kind of just a gradual downhill fall and now we're kind of bored with it. It sounds like a lot of the people in this world, they use, they, they call it the veil, where there's something that they're using. I'm not sure if it's... It's like a VR. Oh, is it? Okay, it's like, it's a, like a, more, a headset. I guess okay. A VR, AR, augmented reality. They, Was this yeah. the pretty cover one? Yes. Like with all the colors? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the there was a guy on the cover with a helmet and it had like... With the dead these... mouse helmet. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, but... That that seems. That's what it reminded reasonable. me of. Okay. Yeah, and so the the veil makes life more livable. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm seeing you like this. I, I'm making this be the change." And I, I forget what all like the choices one's were. One's the but... Wild West. The other one's like, oh, a zombie apocalypse. The other one's like just the regular modern times. Now it kind of reminds me of Ready Player One almost, where they're just they're distracting life from like, oh, we'll just go into the computers and have that be life yeah. instead. Yeah, and this the the main character Sam Dunes, I got the impression that he had a clear veil, like he's seeing what's really there. He doesn't want to deal with all this, all this new stuff, and he wants to to find out what's happening. And part of what's happening is a murder mystery too. So I'm curious to see where that goes as well. I'll like try a to party, get like more. a murder mystery party, or like an actual murder mystery. Actual murder like, mystery. Like he's a detective. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd or a private yeah, investigator sort of thing. Okay, maybe that's why. Like, he was kind of being hunted a little bit, too. So maybe that's what happened. He stuck his nose where it didn't belong. There, there was a lot going on. I was honestly falling asleep because I'd been awake all night. Oh, okay. And, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm you sorry. Can't that, that's not from the so comic. boring. Well, no. I, I, no, I. She'd been awake for like 14 hours. So, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. I, that's good. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, by the time I hit my second or third day, I usually haven't slept well for two or three days. <laughs> oh. So then when I come home and I sit down, like, that's number one. Yeah. I'm already yeah, falling yeah. asleep. <laughs> yep. Like, I, and I don't want to stand up and read my comics because my feet hurt because I've been up for 12 hours, like, running around the plant. So, like, I, I'm i kind of doomed. It's There's no no, no uh, good way around it. Sam Doom. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Doom. Sam. But, yeah. So I thought 
for for what I got out of Clear, I thought it was interesting. I I wish I had paid more attention to it. How about that? I, it's I thought it looked yeah. pretty, and I was tempted to pick it up. Same here. So y'all viewers, or sorry, listeners out there, viewers. go out and try this out. He said viewers a long time ago. Now he denies okay. it. Yeah. Okay. It's all the same. I can see that. It's okay. You, uh, you got the veil. Yeah. By the way, the couch looks great from the uh, street. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> what's one of your one of your picks for the week? Uh, let's see. So this came out. Let's see. Let me make sure I got my notes right. What's this? What is the name of this? This is Hunt, Kill, Repeat by um, Mad Cave Studios. It came out March 1st. So it technically came out last week, but we didn't get it in our shipment until this week's Correct, correct. Uh, There's a shipping error, but luckily the people at Mad Cave actually reached out to us at the store apologizing. Oh. uh, And they are... You never get that from anybody. Someone actually admitted they messed up, so good on them. Uh, And they're making it right with us, and yeah, so cool. Cool. Seems like cool people. So you know what? Go buy the rest of uh, Hunt, Kill, Repeat uh, from Alter Ego Comics found on... Found at North Lima, Main Street, Ohio, two thirty, two thirty North Main Lima. Uh, this was surprisingly refreshingly well drawn. Uh, it wasn't trying to be too, I don't know, cartoony. It wasn't doing that. It wasn't trying to be too uh, mature. Uh, I don't know. Like when when I think about um, old Spawn books, it was like. We're doing a new art that's kind of, you know, this is fine. This is a comic book. Um, to me, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the art style from the book Firepower by Robert Kirkman. Okay. It, All right. That one or yes, seven. Yes, but a little cleaner. That one or Seven Secrets, even. Yes. It kind of reminds me of that, too. A little cleaner yeah. than that. Seven though, Secrets yes. leaned more into like that anime style, but I can see what you're talking about. It's very about. similar yep. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a straightforward. Uh, why have you betrayed your identity and we're going to kill the people you love? Well, before that, and... why did you betray the gods? The... Right, you're right, her identity. She is... No, I'm saying humanity betrayed all the gods. It starts with humanity like, oh, well, the Greek gods, we're tired of you not worshiping us anymore. We're going to take care of all the your new gods, the te- technology, sure. and wipe it all out. Like, that's page one, page two of, like, this setting the stage of why does this matter? Sure. Okay, yeah. Um, things happen. She there's a time jump from when the the catalyst happens and the fun story about there's a betrayal, there's a, a revenge, there's more than one revenge story that's going to happen in this. Uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be nice and easy and simple. Uh, and you know me, I've been trying to go back to some of that stuff like. Let me have a comic book. Point A, point B. I, the whole reason I read this is to get out of out there and kind of escape a little bit. And uh, yeah, this did really great of doing that. Uh, like I said, you were eyeballing that there. Um, <clears throat> fun art, really. There was a, it was a little weak on the transitions, uh, but I think I can be okay with that. Well, and the way it's uh, solicited is it's like Kill Bill meets... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, Battle of the Gods, basically. Yeah. It's like, oh, it, yeah. it, it is... I definitely see the Kill Bill influence on in this, of mm-hmm. the female protagonist <clears throat> righting some wrongs and going on a murderous spree to avenge the wrongs that were 
Done. We're assuming she'll go on a murderous spree. We I, haven't we haven't seen that yet. I mean, I'm we see we that. see a good sequence of murder. Happening. Well, that's just a right, right. That's an end to a that's a means to an end. But still, though, like it, mm-hmm. it is definitely setting the stat, setting the groundwork for that. Sure. And as Artemis, she's the god of like nature and uh, hunting, uh, any life that isn't human. Uh, she's kind of like that god. Um, I kind of did do some research on why these. Uh, what I liked also why they are acting the way they are. I kind of had to do some uh, old high school history research and be like, okay, why is Aramis kind of a wuss about this? Well, he's just a messenger, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it definitely reminded me like, cause it is based off the of Greek gods. Right. So right. it is, if you ever paid slightly attention to the, that in history class, you'd be like, oh, that's right, it's from yeah. this or that. And like so it, it definitely takes liberties with it. Sure, definitely. And um, I we talked about it earlier. I kinda like I don't know much about I don't know much about the Norse mythology, but what I do know is from Marvel with Thor. Sure, right. So right. like this is a very good you This was super fun. It's a good it'll teach you enough about the Greek gods, but not necessarily knowing the full ins and outs of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and it also kind of turned me to uh, Mad Cave. I did a little uh, research on the website, and then I actually kind of want to go find some of their other stuff because some of those summaries kind of look like, oh, I wish we had had that in the store a couple of years ago or whatever. So It kind of reminds me of a little bit of the Wicked and Divine also. A little bit uh, just, with the modern-day gods the sort modern of thing. The modern-day gods and the more public gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I've read the Wicked and the Divine, so I might have to go back and reread that. There you go. So that was my one of my picks. I've got two others that I'll talk about later. That's Hunt, Kill, Repeat, number one. Hunt, Kill, Repeat, numero one. Uh, my first pick of the week will be X-23 Deadly Regenesis. Uh, when I was reading it, I thought it was taking place in here and now, but after talking to Mark, I was like, oh, I was wrong. Uh, this actually takes place around 2009, 2010 of mm-hmm. Marvel. Okay. Um At this point, she leaves Utopia, which I, I thought it was just, oh, Utopia, Krakoa. No, it's actually when they did the mutant island of Utopia. Because that always ends well when somebody, some well, mutant, decides that all of mutant dumb should live on one island. Adrian, you'll remember this more than anybody else. That was when they brought Asteroid M mm-hmm. down and they're like, oh, we'll have a floating city. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's sinking. So how do we support it? We They made a deal with Namor Atlantis Namor, yeah. to have... The column that is basically a floating mm-hmm. or a giant pillar holding the whole island up and right. everything. Right. So that's the era that which this takes place. During. So is this a is this a, a facsimile? Is this no? A, this is a brand new story. This new. is a five issue miniseries. Because didn't the X twenty three facsimile come yes, out this week too? The X twenty three number one facsimile came out this week as well because there's a new X twenty three issue that came out. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, so are they? <laughs> do you think that they're doing this story, telling the story from the past? To retcon something else and I mean they could start a new story arc they, with her. They do introduce they a new villain up. in this in this issue, so this whole storyline there'll be a new villain. If you're that's saying being she's in here. new, she's not. No, not her. Okay. It's at the very end. Um, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say the name because spoilers. Oh, uh, Captain America. Yeah. He's he's already in this universe. All right. Um, but this is a very much self-contained. Like I when I read it, I thought it was taking place in here now because it was done well enough that it made sense. She was like, oh, I used to be a hero. I used to be an assassin. I used to be an assassin for the heroes. And it had the different costumes that she was in and everything. That was really a fun X-Force. It was. Um, but, like, for me, I was like, oh, I know all this stuff. I'm good to go. 
And I didn't, of course I know it because I read those Englishes when they're coming out at the time. Uh, she is wearing her classic, like one outfit that she wore for a long time. The, 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 the horizontal black and white uh, bars with the leather jacket with the fur and the jeans. Like that's the only thing she wore for a long time right. when she first came out. It was always laundry day. Right. Uh, <laughs> but in this issue, she is you know, like, I'm taking a break from the hero thing. I want to try to figure out, do I, am I a hero because that's all I can be? Or do I actually want to be a hero? Um, and there's a fire that's going on. And she's like, oh, crap, someone's stuck there. I'm the only person that can do it. So she naturally instincts goes in and saves people. And it was a really good story. Uh, I don't want to. What I hope, because uh, what I always loved about her and, 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 and Logan was always the back and forth. Like uh, when they're hunting Cable in the Arctic, I just remember the one line because Wolverine gets like exploded and Laura's like, uh, you heal too slow. <laughs> So I am going to miss that banter between if 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 this just follows her and doesn't do a whole lot with anybody else, especially Logan. I mean, in the way they're setting up, it definitely is going to be more isolated her without tying in with everything else. And that's fine. I uh, remember the the original X-23 book was really fun, and it was just about her. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, again, I it it could be just as well taking place here in the here and now, because I... Obviously, I missed that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped reading X Men for a little while now, but like, oh, cool! I know what they're talking about, and like, oh, that's why because it took place when I was reading before. But it still it worked really well. It's only a five issue miniseries, and I subscribed to it because like this is good. I I enjoy it. It's not too much hidden in the past. Like, oh, you need to read it from sixty years ago, sort of thing. Like, no, it's. I mean, it's twenty years ago now, close to it. <laughs> <clears throat> that hurt to say, um, but. It is still a modern enough. It's in the modern era of comic books that it, it was like, oh, old style costumes, everything. Like, uh, it worked r- really well for me. So that's X23 Deadly Regenesis number one. Uh, Jared, what is your other pick of the week? Uh, Batman 133. Batman's been solid. If you remember, we're on an alternate reality Earth where Bruce Wayne has been killed somehow. And uh, <clears throat> so. There is no Batman, and basically the criminals run everything. Uh, Two-Face has, uh, he's like the sheriff in town, and he uses Bane's venom to jack himself up and just, you know, beat beat everyone up if he feels like it. But uh, we start out with the Riddler, and he's giving riddles to children. And if they don't get it right, he's going to send them off to Arkham to get them fixed. Oh, you eight-year-old, you don't know this, the answer to this riddle? You must be crazy. Yep, exactly. So Batman comes in and just beats the crap out of him, and we move on from there. That's only the first three pages. And this issue, is... So I don't think it's spoiler. And this is Batman from the main DC Universe. Yes, got who, who's got in. transported in, because there Bruce Wayne is dead. So he's trying to find this who is in charge um, it's the red mask. Um, we're trying to figure out what happened. So who, who is this red mask person? So he runs into their version of Alfred in this. So there is some, some drama some there, drama especially there. since Alfred in go. his universe is dead right now. And Bruce in this universe is dead. Right. So there's some good stuff there. Um, Selena Kyle is still in this, and you don't know whether she can be trusted or not. 
So it's got all of these real mis- this real mystery going on. And how does he get back into the main universe and what's going on? So there's some really good stuff. There's a backup story with uh, Tim Drake, Red, uh, Robin, that's he's still trying to find Bruce. He's still basically saying, hey, we're going to bring Bruce back. So that's a good story follow-up also with uh, Toy Man. So Batman 133, I really enjoyed it. And this story has been solid. It's been really good so far. And one thing I want to note on is Batman's suit because he is a man out of out of time. Yes. And Bruce is, you know, no more. So he doesn't have the Batman Bruce Wayne no, uh, money access. Something he just cobbled Cobb- together. Yeah. And like you can see the rivets even on the, I don't know. The, the, the Well, the spikes on his arm. Like yeah. you can see where it's like riveted together by hand. Like, uh, like of all the things you're, I get, you know, knee pads that you, you know, get from a biker shop or a helmet that whatever, but do you really need to take the time to put those extra little spike things on your arm? Right. Uh, in the situation you're in, but he is going to become Batman in this universe to strike fear into the villains. Right. So he's going all out. Well, and strike and rivets into him. It's very theatrical. And to not judge a book by the cover, on the cover we see the standard Batman suit, but that is not the suit he's wearing inside. Because no. again, that's his full Batman suit versus his cobbled together. It reminds me of the Fortnite Batman costume, honestly. Though, a little bit, yeah. Scrapped together. So Scrappy. yeah, Batman 133. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Laura, what is next on your list? I think I'm going to go with uh, the book from last week. It was a new number one, Skull and Bones, Savage Storm. Um, let's see, it was by John Jackson Miller, James Mishler, Christian Rosado, and Rosh. Um, it was it was a pirate story. Like I know not everybody's cup of tea is pirates, but every once in a while I'm like, oh, pirates are kind of interesting to me. I know you said you weren't a big fan of this story either last week. Well, just keep throwing me under the bus. Right? <laughs> you don't like Sorry. anything. I, I, <laughs> I always find it interesting that we don't like the same things when we do like the same things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sometimes I'm like, well, why didn't you like it? But I, Be- okay. You know why I didn't like that one? Because it wasn't Pirates. rated R. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good night, I, everyone. I think the other big thing, too, is like you are more obligated to read everything at least a little. You have to give it a taste, so you have a much lower threshold before you're like, I got to move on to something else just to get a taste of everything. Ooh, you my, like that book? My yeah. BS meter is a little more sensitive than yours. Yeah. I have to put up with a lot of BS, so I can handle a lot. Like, I... Oh, sorry. I should save this tangent for another time. Remind me <laughs> to tell you a story later about work. Anyway, so this is a pretty standard pirate story, though, and maybe that's why I got a kick out of it. Um, John Skurlock is the main bad pirate who's, like, hunting down these other ships on the seas, and he's, like, renowned in this area. Um, the, the girl I got the impression of to be the main character, her name was Maria... And as she interacts with other people, like, they they become shipwrecked because, like, that's another, like, kind of standard thing. Maybe that's why you weren't as big a fan because, like, this is so every Every pirate. cliche. Yeah. Yeah, very cliche. Every, that's all the tropes good. are there. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, on, when she gets wrecked on this island, she runs into another character who also knows that this guy is a pirate. And they're like, oh, yes, this is this terrible person's after us. We got to run away together because bad things are going to happen. And that's that's the story in a nutshell so far. 
Uh, and, and there's treasure, obviously. And if you're a fan of the game, uh, it is also based off of the video game. Oh, I didn't know it was a video game. Yep. Okay. What was it called? Skull and Bones Savage Storm. And the name of the game is Skull and Bones. Mm, gotcha. So. Uh, Adrian, what's your other pick of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with Predator. That came out this week. Um, it's a six-issue mini. Uh, it does fall in line with all of the other main Predator stories. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Glover, Brody, and even the last six-issue mini. Um you so Topher. I was just going to say, Grace. you're missing Topher. Adrian Brody. <laughs> oh, Topher he was, Grace was the star yeah, of that one. Yeah, he was the star of that one. <laughs> the best part of it was when they killed him. Yeah. Agreed. It's like, yay, they killed Venom. <laughs> no. I think I'm going to have to watch this one. I don't know which one we're talking about. Uh, to be honest, okay. I think this one was uh, the best Predator movie, Predators uh, from 2010. Anyway, uh, so it's kind of, if you watch Predators... It kind of sets up in the same way it's, as far as uh, all these people are running all of a sudden from the Predators. Um, they themselves are being hunted and they've come to the same conclusions that uh, that they're on a nature preserve. Um, there is one event toward the end of the book that makes me wonder the Predators role in this place. Uh, hopefully it's a role reversal. Uh, where they too are the prey, or he's just the observer. He's not actually doing anything this time. Well, there's more than one. yeah. There's, there's, there's more than one of the predator species. Here. Yeah, I think gotcha. there's three at least. Um, Which in some of the movies they had multiple hunters also. Mm-hmm. If I yeah, remember. just the predators movie. There was more than one. Uh, maybe predator. The yeah, I don't know. I know the most recent one, prey. There was just the one. They didn't even. So what was fun about that is. Um, was, they didn't include that. Right, in, oh, for the timeline of... There's everything. a quick timeline that talk about uh, in 87, in 92, in 2010. And then they make also reference to the six-issue mini uh, before before this one. Just last year, two years ago. and uh, But they don't mention Prey, the... How about Alien versus Predator? Yeah. They don't mention those either. Those okay. are not going to fall, hopefully, into this... I didn't like those. Yeah. Uh, but this one seemed really fun because there's an element of different time, different times. But it's also true to the franchise. Like, it is also true to the franchise. Like, I've only seen a couple of the Predator movies. I read this book and I was like, I had fun with it because how do you prove that the Predator's a big bad dude? You have them slaughter a bunch of people mm-hmm. pretty effortlessly. And this keeps that true at the beginning. Like, first three pages, dead, 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 dead. And then we still have enough people left that has a story going forward. Right. So hopefully they kind of do uh, what they did with Predators. Because I don't think Predators was named after the Predator species. I think it was named after the 10 of them that were taken to the Nature Preserve. They're the real Predators. Um, or like The Walking Dead. They're not talking about the zombies in the title of The Walking Dead. We They're are They're talking predators. about the humans that are still alive. They're just waiting to die. Um so Predator, uh, it's it, this one's also going to be a six issue mini, uh, and it was fun. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'll, I'll add it to my pull list. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I would say again as a casual, very casual. Like I've seen a couple of movies, I don't really remember the story of Predator. Uh, that if you want an action, an action book, this definitely checks that box. You don't, you don't even have to care about the franchise mm-hmm. Predator, and you'll still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my other pick of the week is going to be. The Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one, Road to Injustice. Um, so for me, 
admittedly, this issue, not a whole lot happens, but it does do some important story building yeah. with everything. Okay, why is it the road of injust- road to injustice? Because as we discussed before, uh, eventually he's going to go to the universe that is on the injustice universe where Superman, you know, is a dictator, kills people, and does his thing. Uh, so this is the, well, why does he go there? Well, you find out very quickly that Ultraman from the Forever Evil uh, universe or, yeah, universe mm-hmm. and storyline, mm-hmm. is going through all the different multiverse and killing all the Supermans. So someone's recruiting John and this to say, hey, we need uh, help to be able to stop Ultraman. And we can't, we would call your dad, but we know, like, that this Ultraman, he knows the weakness to Kal-El. He may not necessarily know the weakness to you, John, but you have just as much power as your dad, so we're going to use you to outmaneuver this guy. So do they explain how they know about the other universes? Is yes. Is there like a multiverse television set that they just changes channels? Um, well, it's actually uh, Mr. Terrific, I believe. Uh, Jared, did you read this one? Yeah, it's Mr. Terrific. Mr. Mr. and Red Tornado. Yep. Is Which, who is? Do you want to spoil that? Uh, it's kind of a spoiler. It's been a character. Has it been revealed before? Yes, but it it's a good reveal. Don't spoil it. It is a female <laughs> character. We'll put it that way, and it is important. And you can put two and two together at that point, yeah. if sure you want to. I thought it was fun when it popped girl. in there. I'm like, oh, cool, she's yeah. there. Um, but yeah, again, not a whole lot happens in this, but it does set up a bunch of very important stuff for the rest of the story. And this, for me, this lays a good groundwork. Um, you don't have to have been reading the previous John Kent story. They do a pretty good recap. Like, okay, yeah. there's, he's, you know, he's Superman also, and here we go. Like, Right. And quite honestly, this does lay some really good groundwork, but I don't know how important this story will be to when he gets to Injustice. I mean, this you gives know? an explanation of why he gets there. Yes. So that's so why for me it's important enough. I think it is important enough. But I'm just like, this. he's not there yet, so it's not the start right. of that story. And arc. with it being a six-issue mini, I I still want to say, if you are excited for the Injustice stuff, and if you're a little turned off by this, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, it'll still, this will be important enough to do right. the reason and why is he going Tom there. Taylor has taken a good interest in Jonathan Kent as a character, so... There's a bit more heart into the story, right. I think. And he wrote and the Injustice stuff, right. too. So he know, he's playing with toys he's already played with. Right. Sort of so he's, he's really got to just take what he's already done and just expand on right. it. I thought I, I didn't read it, but I thought there on that last panel, I really thought it was interesting to see Captain Carter on uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other Captain America. Isn't there another Britain. son of Superman? Like another. There's son a, of a Superman. There's a clone, Connor Kent. That's it. Okay. So. He, uh, I remember Connor's the clone, CC. So okay. is he actually a clone? Yes, he's a carbon. He's a clone yes. of Clark Kent and Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. Because the original one, Aww. he was a clone as best as Cadmus could produce. That's the same from one. The aura of nineties dead Superman. That's the same clone, quote unquote. Dead. That is Connor Kent. Oh. Um, he just kind of grew up, and it wasn't later till they did the uh, Teen Titans story arc where they're like. Hey, your other half is Lex Luthor because they're basically like, oh, we had to match your Kryptonian DNA to a human to make it viable. Mm-hmm. And so they watched. <clears throat> so you, what so was you got it? two days. Batman, Superman, yes. and they thought that was a good idea. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it wasn't a good idea. 
Well, it, in the it, comics, it turned out okay, okay, but they had some mind control well, issues. Well, what, what'd you keep out first? Batman versus Superman in the movie or that in the comics? That in the comics. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the movie was inspired by Wait, that, that they used Lex Luthor, that they mix Lex Luthor in there? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, because in the movie, it was Lex and uh, Zod. General Zod turned into Doomsday. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So that's that's the difference between uh, Superboy the clone versus Doomsday. It's like, oh, change out Kal El for Zod, and then you get Doomsday. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes it's it makes it, comic books more sense. nature versus nature. It, it makes story is what it makes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they yeah. had a big CGI fight. <laughs> right, Martha. Anyway, so it never really happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, the Adventure of Superman John Kent number one. Uh, any other quick picks we want to talk about real quick before we move on to the final, the second to final segment? Because what's the final segment, Jared? The book for next Heroes of the Week is the final oh, segment. Oh, here's the week. So, I'm on we, it. I'm on it. Any other books that came out this week, this week or last week we want to talk about briefly to say, hey, check out this, read it? Um, I'll throw out Barbarella I read last week because I've always heard this name and I know she's like supposed to be super famous as a comic book character and i was like oh i've never read one of these before but i still was confused like i didn't know is has she always been like uh based in space i i'll be honest i don't know anything about her i know this is like the 50th different series mini series they just keep like subtitling whatever okay well yeah i didn't i didn't know that she was a a space cadet kind of thing so i thought i feel like we've seen her in like a like a very sexualized yeah Flash Gordon tech type of okay. art. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I'll just throw that out there. There's a new Barbarella if you want to. It still doesn't really tell you what's going on, but. If you know the character, a... then you'll be good enough to go into it. Do you need well, to know I, the character? I don't think you really need to. I think it'd be a stepping on point. Okay. But I, I don't know if this is what she's always done. How about that? Maybe that's why I should say. Sounds good. I, I don't know if it's a completely new telling of her i guess i should have googled more maybe i shouldn't have brought it up sorry but but too bad but barbarella it, exists there you go uh so with that we'll move on to the book club book which is last flight out uh and if you don't want spoilers on this then jared what are we reading next week geiger no you're not there you go or two what? weeks two weeks well he could I... read he could read it next week he could for two yeah, weeks i'm out. going to i two. read this last week yeah, exactly. I was way ahead of schedule on this. I read this on Monday, so, so I didn't you're wait. Slacking. Till, no, that's actually good for me. <laughs> I usually, I, I read it the Wednesday morning yeah. before the podcast. Uh, Adrian, you made us read this. Tell us why you made us read this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the, the title caught my attention just enough uh, because I was looking for something that was kind of off the beaten path, right? So, last flight out of where? I don't know. Let me let me figure this out. And I take a quick peek, and uh, it sounds like, and 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 this is why I picked it. The premise sounds fantastic. The end of the world is nigh. Super scientist guy is the one guy who's able to save humanity, and as such, he's kind of had to abandon his own family for the sake of humanity, and then he realizes that. There were mistakes made throughout that process. His daughter grows up, and he wants to make amends. And I don't think that's such a bad idea, right? I mean, I'm saving humanity. That's going to happen. Uh, 
But so, he's a bit of a narcissist along with it because even just the premise though. That was the premise. Okay. That's why I'm like, okay, gotcha, yeah, let's gotcha. let's dive into this. Let's see where this goes. And I'm sorry. Uh, I will <laughs> say I enjoyed you, it. You enjoyed I, it. I, I really liked it. There was, you know, how I read things. Yeah. So either I don't know. We'll, we'll let's uh, let's chat. I do want to say this is about this written by Mark Guggenheim, who is known for the Arrowverse of the CW. Oh, he's the head guy that created the whole Arrowverse. I uh, like that the 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 Arrow. Yeah. Until it stopped being good, it was really mm-hmm. good. Right. I liked it when it was good. It was. It went like eight seasons, right? Something like that. And uh, I think it it stuck the landing for like five five of those seasons. Then it's like kind of like uh, Smallville. That was it was washed for like we got six seasons. Don't be I'm like good Smallville, dude. I'm even though this. I will agree, after the fifth season, it went downhill it, really it like, fast. You guys are just but then it then it ended strong. Ninth and tenth seasons were good. I didn't watch either of those. <laughs> so. Ditto. No, there were only nine. Tenth season was in the comic book. Eleventh no, season was comic book. Yeah, you would know. That's right. I would know. <laughs> That's why he's telling you. He wants you to know too. That's he's right. Like, Jared just whipped out his DC knowledge and smacked you over the face with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, again. La- last last flight out. Uh, so the premise was really cool. I really, I was like, this is going to be a fun oh. book, right? Oh, and see, there I were even thought that premise would be depressing. Oh, the whole world's doomed. You we're could, taking the survivors and fleeing. Yeah, that's part of the course. Really, because you could make it one of two things. You could make it about their father-daughter relationship, right? And making that work out. Or you could make the story all about getting humanity off of the planet. And even that adventure could be uh, really good. Um, an old anime... Not anime, not not from mm-hmm. Spider-Man. <laughs> um, talked a little bit about that back in the 80s. Um, aliens arrived and now we have to leave Earth and uh, we're at global war with each other, like literal global war. And there's even factions of humanity that don't want the one world peaceful unification uh, of the governments, right? And they, they fight back, right? So you, you could even f- write a story about the humans who don't want to leave the earth. And that could be just as good and throw this messed up relationship in there. And it would have been fine. Yeah. All Maybe. of those were touched on a little bit, I feel. Yeah. So. And they used in this though, they used the end of the world as your countdown timer. Yeah. Not, right? mm-hmm. not the focal point of the story. Well, not even the end of the world. The, this is our last chance to get out before the, the window. Wor- before the window closes, we can't get out anymore. Right. So that was the timer of the, okay, the world's not ending right now. Like, it's not going to end next week. Not even next year. But this is our last chance to get out to whatever, this destination or whatever. Right. Before that window is gone. But they had, like, 10 years past. I don't remember what it was. But, like, 10 years down the road, the planet was going to be in, uninhabitable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their next window would have been, like, 30 60 years. 60 years. 60 or something, years, yeah, something right. like that. Yeah. So... And that they talks, were pretty much doomed if they didn't make it. And that. we see that even in today's world when we want to send something to Mars. Yeah. We want to send it at in this window of time because that's when we're closest to Mars. Right. right. And we, yeah. So. Because so, the Earth revolves around the sun? Wait, what? So this, this that's story. Weird. I, I thought we were like a Frisbee going around the sun. No. 
still works. It's, it's, more, like a, it's more like a hockey puck. It's all flat. <laughs> yeah, we can be a flat earth that rotates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a dime. Like so a so this so this story takes place over the course of 20 year, 22 different 22 years. Starts out with the death of the wife. Well, the, the birth. It starts off with the yeah, birth of the kid. The, well, it starts off yeah. with the birth of the kid where he's just like, oh, I'm not going to miss my daughter's birth. And he misses it. And it's, I, the I mother's love dying on the inside. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I the, do the, the next page it is the, dying yeah, on the, the outside. Accident. Right. Where, uh, again, <laughs> the, the father, the main guy, this, he is still, you know, nothing but work, nothing but work, nothing but work. Because he knows, the, you know, the writings on the wall. He can't, st- he can't put down his work because it'll be going to. Humanity is literally his. He is humanity's only hope. Yes. In in his own point, of, in his own eyes. Uh, I think I don't a know. lot of people have decided. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they're but, always calling him too throughout the book. Like, even when he tries to be a good dad, they call and they're like, we can't do this without you. Get back here. Well, I would say that is later on because when the child is first born, it's just the mom calling, saying like, oh, so at that point, the whole world doesn't know, okay, this, you are our best hope. No, I, I, dis- I disagree. Because he think- said, of course I'll be at the birth, of, like, of course I'll put my work down to be at the birth of this. I think it's implied that at this point he would know what work he's working on. Well, he knows, but I'm saying that not necessarily the whole world agrees yet at that sure. point. Like, oh, okay, that could be. Yeah. That's my well, argument. Like, okay, but at, yeah. at least his job, though, is still telling him, "We need you. You're our top scientist. You can't leave for any reason." Right, and if he really is as important, he would be able to work out that math, which kind of makes me hate the writing because if he yeah, really was as smart, the alternative that gets presented to himself, to him about. Uh, possibly another way of doing this. The new regenesis. The Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He would have, like, there but, was a contradiction in the character. Well, uh, like it, I don't think so, because he says many times that the that regenesis project won't work. He's looked into it. He's done the math himself. Yeah. And, like, no matter what you're doing, it's too late. And it doesn't, it's either too late or just the math doesn't add up, ultimately. Sure, sure. Uh, and I like how his daughter's like, uh... You say that, but you won't even try. And, you know, you can multitask everything else in the world, but this one thing that's not your idea, you won't let go to even try to entertain the idea that someone else's idea might work also. Another contradiction. It's like, but if he's really as smart as the writers make it, as Guggenheim is making him to be, he is supposed to be this ultimate authority. He would have figured out that it can't be done so far as he knows. I almost wondered, though, if maybe he's more specialized in his interests. Like, he's the best at... What he's building is the Ark. Yeah, I've thought he's about that, too. He's the best at yep. a spaceship. He's not the best at... The other thing, yeah, it was, but like, fixing the atmosphere. I, I still so. think he's blinded by his own narcissism, because even when yeah. he goes to save his daughter, it's not for his yeah. daughter's sake, it's for his. It's the easiest of conscience. He does he, admit that yeah. he doesn't know if it's for one or the other or both. Right, yeah. so it's just like he's that narcissistic, and he's starting. I think he realizes he's that, but I think that plays into why he won't even try the other project. Also, it's just like, yeah, not my idea. It's not going to work. I mean, and he does entertain the other guy, like, oh, sure. I've looked at your studies and everything. Uh, the potential, it's a good, it's a fun theory, but it's, but you'd be better off helping me with my project. But instead. he does give the reasons, though. Like, well, how, did you? Factor in the thing. 
Right. Did you factor in this other thing? And even the the guy's name is is Alex. His his what we find out is his protege. He's even he admits he's like, no, I haven't figured out about one thing yet. And he's like, there you go. So you, right. This will work. Yours, Alex's, may not. May not. Like they're, and, and, and they're up against that window. And they're too. up against he's that like, window. Okay, so he's got to be able to make we that can focus on yeah. this that might work, or we know this is going to work and save the people. Right. They're going to take the less risky thing and go with that to save the and, people. And I like the duality of the okay, it's not necessarily this one thing, the end all be all solution. It's not just flee the earth and be done. Like, oh, why not try to help with everything else, too? I like that conflicting yeah. idea. That like, But I still think it's narcissism. I, I, oh, think it's, I, it's, I would agree with it's that. It's not completely. my idea, so we're, we're not even going to entertain it. We're going to go with my idea that we know is, is going to work. Especially well, the way they've portrayed him up to this point where he's con- <laughs> constantly telling no to everybody else. Like, no, this is what's in charge. This is what matters. This, this, this. He's constantly saying – now, and he may be right, but the right. delivery is still coming off so – so much like, no, right. this is my idea. This is what's going – we have to do this no and, matter what, end all, be all. And this could take a second read to go into it maybe a little bit more to see what are – you know, maybe maybe we're missing a little bit also on the first read to where I could be completely wrong. Maybe it's not narcissism, you know. But when I read it, that's what I felt, sure, you know. Sure, And again, he admits it to himself. Right, he admits yeah. it to his daughter. Right. There – but to to your point about he could be right, but the delivery is all that sucks. Okay, but that doesn't change the fact that he's right. Like, right. whether we feel like he's being a jerk or not doesn't matter if he actually is right. Right. That's, that's part of the problem, too. And everyone agrees. Like, there's no one in this book that disagreed that his plan isn't going to work. Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> Because they specifically did not join the United Nations to be one collective government. Like, no, no, we're still doing our own thing. And Peace what out. kind of letter does Ron Swanson send to Canada? <laughs> right, do what I want. <laughs> uh, there are things throughout the book that really threw me for a loop. Captain Burke, uh, Guggenheim made us hate him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he but was I like didn't hate him escalated because, quickly. I didn't hate him because... Guggenheim needed a villain. I hated him because he was written so poorly. I kind of felt the same. From word go, the first thing he says to Haywood, Kaywood, Ben, Dr. Ben. Ben something. They're both doctors, so I'll just go with the first name because his daughter ends up becoming a doctor, Dr. Sarah Kaywood. Dr. Ben Kaywood is the the main narcissistic uh, protagonist. So Ben, Dr. Ben, uh, the first thing Captain Burke says to him is prick. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, I get it. You're you're trying to show Guggenheim is trying to write Burke to be this this hard case, no nonsense kind of character, but he almost exaggerates him to the point that he becomes a hilarious caricature of what a military leader a would hard be. Ass would be. See, right. I don't necessarily have a problem with that though, <laughs> because the reason why he's doing this is because this isn't his choice to do this. Mm-hmm. He is being forced against all, all reasons. He's like, no, you are putting my crew in danger for all this to save one person. Like, he's like, sure, we've done this before when we had plenty of time, but you're giving us less than 24 hours to to save this person that, as far as we know, could already be dead. Mm-hmm. And you said you're sacrificing these six other people's lives that have family and everything. So he's the reluctant, like I have to, I have to follow my orders because this is what I'm doing. Because 
It's my job. I have to no matter what. Now, I'm not happy about it, but I'm still going to do it. I totally get that point of view, but I, I agree with Adrian there that he was written a little poorly. They I mean, could have done that. It was the classic twisting of the mustache villain. Is the yes. way and that's the problem, though. He isn't a villain. He is a good guy. He's a military mm-hmm. guy. He may not like his orders, but he won't express it the way Burke did throughout the entire book. And he, the backstabbiness of him, uh, the the sheer unwilling... Like, you, you guys don't like well, the, the narcissism of, of Ben Haywood. This guy's like the opposite of that. At least Ben is saving humanity, whereas Burke is just needlessly being a complete <clears throat> yeah it, it they yeah, to some extent for their helicopter goes down <clears throat> so there's it's not even and, a helicopter i hated whatever the, it's i jet, hated the design it's of that the thing. jet copter thing uh, yeah it's a helicopter body with a jet engine that is yeah. so dumb it'd right. be a helicopter or don't right. right but they're one there it goes down and crashes one of them has a compound fracture the bone sticking out of the leg he's going and, to die He's not gonna make it, but there's a chance he could if they could have if he could have they could have taken care- twenty minutes to set set his leg, wrap it, get him somewhat medically patched up. They could have left him there, and potentially he could have survived. Well, mm-hmm. but he even said though, like, don't let me die to this the the, the exposure. Like he knows, like right, but he's thugs, in a heli- random, yeah, like, he's in a helicopter. He's he can. Somewhat be sealed from the elements a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not the elements that's the issue. No, it's, it's humanity that's but left. He's in the, a soldier. But he does say that word exposure. Yeah. Well, he's but he's got a gun. He's got some protection. They've got rations on the helicopter. Janie's potentially. Got a gun. And instead of set, you know just trying to set him up for survival, he's like, oh nope, I'm going to shoot you. No chance. It's just like that's setting him up as the villain, and I'm just like, that's very cliche. The Not needed, universe. you know. And I get it. He wants us to hate him. Right. There could have been he, a better way to do it. Right. Steal yeah, through like, his stomach where it is a fatal wound uh, that you're bleeding out yeah, from. No, that's slowly. a mercy kill. That, well, yeah. basically, they could have done yeah. that way instead well, of just that, doing the, oh, well, you're a lame duck. I want to put you down. Right. I felt like in Burke's mind, he did think it was a mercy kill. Like Could be. Different people have different levels of mercy. Right. Could but, be. And that could be, like I said, that second read could be needed on this. But even that's what I'm getting at. Like, he he would have been able... If he was written differently, he, he would have would understood have, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wouldn't have hated him because because Guggenheim does want us to hate Burke. Yeah. yeah. It could have been done better. Especially right. because he does the I whole betrayal thing. More. Right. Well, he does the whole betrayal at the end that proves that he's the villain. Like, oh, no, we're leaving you behind. Screw y'all. We're out. Right. We're, just, we're, just, we're just gonna lie and say you died, and it, you know, it was at the crash landing that I thought of an episode. I know we talked about this the other day uh, of Deep Space Nine, uh, where again, okay, apparently this is the thing that I, I where Cisco, Captain Cisco, and his son are out sailing, space sailing, and he, the son tells Captain Cisco, "Hey, I'm getting an apprenticeship. I'm going to be a writer back on Earth," and he's like. Will you read this thing that I read, that I wrote? And he's like, heck yeah, I will. You man the sales and I'll read the thing, right? And he reads, and the the thing he says to his son is, I liked it. But there are parts of this that <laughs> I hope you haven't experienced. And it shows in your writing that you haven't experienced these things in your life. Mm. The villainy of Burke, I kind of want to find Guggenheim and be like, have you even met any military people? Like, mm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that was it. That's that's what I mean about just writing him poorly, and it could have been that much better. Okay. Well, and outside of that, uh, <laughs> for me, this story felt like it should be a four issue story arc instead of a full six issues. Specifically, when he when Burke did the betrayal, like oh we're flying leaving. That could have been the end and been fine. Mm. Versus, oh, then we get two <laughs> more issues of them tra- traversing cross country to Canada and then we have to build. Like, we could have been, okay. Uh, that would have been a great ending, though. Well, it could have been the ended it right last there. Last flight out. That was the last flight. And then we done. And then, and, yeah. Right. And then they're dead. Yeah, versus, I'm, I'd be okay with that. I get they want to do the redemption of like him yeah. sacrificing himself, which they could have still done that. Like, oh, they leave. Then, okay, well, here's this emergency prototype. We'll take that. Instead, we have this whole little story arc with this half side story of, oh, okay, we're going to Canada. Oh, okay, we'll tranquilize you. Okay, yeah, go go ahead and do your prototype okay. prototype ship and leave. Don't like, get me started on the tranquilizers. <laughs> they had muzzle flashes. Trank guns don't have muzzle flashes. This was, this, this was a futuristic that. trank gun. Remember the whole helicopter, not helicopter thing. It's fine. It's comic book physics. We're good. right. Oh it's fine. Gosh. I saw that and I'm like, but maybe but it's still just an like, LED. that whole. Sequence no. though, like we didn't need to see them go to Canada just to say, "Oh yeah, oh well, we're a different country. We didn't we didn't join the UN, but yeah, go ahead and leave us and go to your thing." Like, we didn't need that. Mm-mm. That was unnecessary. Mm-mm. That's what to me it felt like. Okay, you had your story, you were done. Then oh crap, we have a six issue order, so we'll just throw this little side tangent in, and here we go. There was so much other bad writing. Even what's her face, who uh, the the lieutenant that's with them, she talks to Doctor Sarah. It's a one-sided conversation for all of 10 seconds, and that's enough to change Sarah's mind about, yeah, I should probably give my dad a chance. What? She says, if you remember, she says, as things are blowing up around him, hey, you only have one dad, and so you only get one chance at this. And then she dies or something she, happens. She leaves. She leaves on the jet. Yeah. Yeah. And she's it's the like, pilot, or she's with really? The yeah. Uh, I did like the interaction with... Alex and the doctor when they're in the kitchen trying to figure out a way to get out. Like I, I enjoyed that. Like, yeah, okay. That was good. Like it showed them how they were the mentor mentee, just reading off each other, like finish sure. each other's sentence. Okay. We do this and that and this. And then there's now it was the, okay. We're in a kitchen, gas main, blow up the keg, whatever. It was stupid fun for me. Yeah. That was stupid fun, but I love the dynamic between them too. Like, Oh sure. They left way left. They parted ways, but you can still refer to it immediately. Right, right back to where they left off of finishing yep. each other's thoughts and, and everything. I loved yeah. the the flashbacks they would do with those characters. Oh, this protege from when he was, you know, when he joined when the, he joined originally, his, and then yeah. when he left because he's dating. He's right. like, oh, you're uh, you're mad because I'm dating your daughter. No, I'm mad because you're wrong. That sort of <laughs> yeah. Thing. There's a lot of great stuff with that. Um, this book does have its faults, like the bad writing of the character, um, and uh, the towards the end. And you're right there. Trink laser guns does have muzzle the flashes. The cliches and the callbacks. Even oh, the, the one thing I wrote was... I think that's what... We don't have enough power to leave Atmo. I, yes, I see that you've watched Firefly. You didn't have to bring it into the book. <laughs> For me, though, it was enough... Just, as you complained before, just take it as a fun story. And a lighthearted... Don't take it too, don't take it too serious. Oh, I you tried. cannot take this one too serious. If right. you try to take this one seriously at all, you... You're not going to like it. And for it. me, I, I took it as a fun, like, okay, let's into the world. We're going to run across the country to find whatever, and here we go, point A to point B. For me, I had a fun time reading it. it was, right. I I did not try to deep dive into any of it. No. Like, this is a, 
it's like Fast and the Furious. You ah. get you get what you're gonna get. It's all about family. I so. thought about that too. There I you wonder go. if that's, that's why a good in, good analogy for this book. In my mind, yeah, I focused on the father daughter relationship because everything else is kind of too fantastical. I could believe right. the father daughter to some extent. Some stuff still made me mad, like how often he missed every highlight of her life. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'm going to try and redeem but, myself. But, but it is for the, the greater good. narcissist in him well, put a tracking device in his daughter, too. It's like, I know yeah. she's in Chicago because I'm tracking her. But uh, is it I, narcissistic done that to, to, my pre- cats. to instantly know? Because his, he even mentioned. In his state, I would say yes. Because he chipped her without her permission. And that, she was a sentient yeah. human being. Well, that and he wasn't there for her birth. He wasn't there for hardly anything. Didn't never paid her any attention, but he cares enough to chip her because he did care enough. Because after she I got kidnapped, control. Control. I was gonna say that's why. Yeah, oh, that's right. Once. She did get kidnapped. So he's like, oh, well, this is just a logical solution. If that ever happens again, boom, now it's taken care of. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress and put any mind power to it because I already have that failsafe built in now. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I did like I how they that. made her e- at least. Close to equally smart as him, as her father, yeah. or yeah. not equal to, because the first thing we see when we meet her in the present day, because all we had were flashbacks mm-hmm. up until this point, was the chip taken out of her arm. Yeah. She knew where it was. She took it out. She knew where it was right. and how to take it out. Like, exactly. I know you chipped me. I'm I, not an idiot. I wonder why it took so long for her to do it, though, if she knew that Maybe. window was coming and well, that it was... We don't know how long it's been sitting in the hotel, in the apartment, either. Is the thing no. is we don't know how long and, she's taken it out, and she may have known about it from the very beginning and been like, "Well, I was just kidnapped, so I'm going to leave it in." Right? Yeah. You know. Well, it would have had to have been relatively recently because it would have stopped moving on the radar screen. Or only whatever. if he's act- only if, if he's actively tracking it though. If he's only has it passive and looks up whenever he needs to because he's so focused on his work, he's not yeah. seeing that's not moving. Okay, but someone smart be. like that would also have a pinging like. It's moved. It hasn't moved. It's moved. It hasn't moved. It's here. It's there. It would have a log. Maybe. Well, Maybe. would he look at the log? Right. Because, I mean, sure. he's yeah. he's doing preparations for the final ship out. So he's sure. head focused straight into that. Then not until, okay, cool. We've got 24 hours. Oh, oh, yeah. I, my daughter is not on board yet. I should go take care of that now. That's the other thing, too, is with, with that is because obviously she was in the back of his mind. She wasn't focused at all because otherwise he would have made sure. Uh, I don't care what you're doing. I'm forcing you on the first ship or the second ship, not 24 hours before the the third ship. Well, that I, That's such a back thought for him. I don't know. I still like that's a little respect, I think, that he's like, I know you don't want to be on the ship. I'm not going to make you until I absolutely have to. Like, I, I took it that way. Maybe, yeah, but I don't because know. Because if, if he's as narcissistic as you guys say he is, he would have known what he's uh, not implanted physically, but kind of implanted in her as far as her personality, as her intelligence. Yeah. I know my daughter is as smart as me, so she will do the right but, thing yeah. as far as calculating goes, as far as, okay, I need to start going back to wherever the heck the other ship is and and get myself on. Yeah, and I think that she still believes in the other project in her plan boyfriends. that Alex yeah. came up with. So that's why she's still yeah. working on it. That's why, right. like, like, she backed it up at the end. She had it on a thumb drive. Yeah, like we could have saved it if he wasn't kidnapped in that by that gang for two weeks instead of just one day. Like we could have saved him. We could have saved the world if we had that time. Okay, I didn't know she was one hundred percent on that. Because okay. yeah, she's like we. She's like I know we could have done it now. Whether she's actually right or not, we okay. don't know. Um, 
I am inclined to say that she was right about it because when the la- when the last flight does take off, uh, it, what is it like? What is the panel? Are we going to spoil it? Let's, we're talking about the whole thing. So yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, second Genesis, T minus three sixty five days. So that gives me the impression he does find a solution. Sure. Because yeah. that's mm-hmm. everything else is T minus of based on his plan when everything's supposed to take off. So he does with their data find a way to save Earth. Sure. Within well, yeah. a year. Yeah. The argument before I thought was they couldn't save Earth before the window they needed to send the Ark. Nope. The argument I took it as they couldn't save the world at all, and before. Because there were components missing to Alex's plan, he hadn't accounted for whatever the right, thing yeah, yeah. right in the in the sky, or but or the thing was too no, damaged. It's already. like Alex, or sorry, Jared, this other guy. There's two Alexes. Yeah, Jared had said how there was like a thirty year gap between when they could send the Ark the first time and the second time, and the Earth was going to be uninhabitable in that thirty year gap. But this other plan could work between that 30-year gap because it's saving the Earth. So that's why it was the second plan. It extra couldn't work because the end time of Alex's plan would have been after final uninhabitableness. Oh, okay. See, see, I I took it as... Towards the big... Yes. The window is here at year one. Right. The next window is in year 70. Your Alex's plan could maybe work, but not until year 30, but by year 20, the Earth is uninhabitable. Right, but... Which is kind of what... I'm making up the numbers there, but but that was the the (laughs) order of things. Right, and I don't know. It's it's a little vague there at the end when um, uh, he has the flash drive and everything, and he's standing on Earth, and it says, uh, second Genesis, T minus 365 days. Is that when he launches the product? We have no idea. Because it kind of jumps to right. the, the arc at right. that point. I think but, um, because it's I don't got know that if countdown. He's, yeah, it's got a countdown. But um, I'm wondering if it's one of those situations where he's going to fix Earth, but he's not going to be around to see it. Sure. He's going to save it, get, so get it so mm-hmm. his grandchildren can get back to Earth. Oh, see, the way I took it and as... I, I just don't know. Because he's got the, nothing left the third arc, the, they said they, when they left, like, okay, the world's going to end in six years. This is our last window to get out now. It's like it's not the end of the world uninhabitable right now. Correct. It's six years from now. So when this T minus three sixty five, so that is five years before it's uninhabitable. So with that happening right then, he has five years. That actually saves the world within that time frame. And that could be so. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I. And that's it. the whole point that, is that's I. It's very interpretive, and I thought the same thing. He saves. Too. It's he's like, able to save the world after the fact the, right. once the ship is gone. The point is though, Alex was right. He, not you, <laughs> Alex no, in the book, was right. right. I do have a plan. It will work. And what's even better is that the end, the 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 one fighting against Alex's plan is the one that fixes. Is smart one. enough to figure it out. He solved right, it. right. So it kind of shows that argument earlier, it, which really came off as childish to me. I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, you can multitask, but you can't multitask with me. Like, okay, fine. But he's saving humanity. Like, that was part right. of the thing, the relationship. But the, so, yeah. It is giving now humanity. he doesn't have to multitask. No, he can he's focus on He's taking care of his family. Yeah. He's taking care of the, the rest of humanity. Yeah. Now he can focus on a plan that he legitimately thought wouldn't work. So, one thing that I felt, just moving on from that, is 
the very last page of this book <sighs> was so out of place. So right before oh. then, um, Which one are you talking the, about? the daughter very... and the apprentice both get on the rocket and they fly to the ark. They got caught their last flight out and they're so, going to live. So the very last page, it has, it's, it's in the future. So it's after the T minus 365. Right. So it's in the future, and it's got the kid that she was pregnant with now, the the main character, her dad's grandson now. Yeah. Ben, but, ben, I think. Yeah, his Ben. But it's just like- Sarah's he, child. But he's going to visit the Bur- uh, Burke, who is in prison now, because yeah. they got to the Ark and said, hey, we're, you know, because he had left them to say, oh, they died. Mm-hmm. Well, he obviously lied, abandoned his mission, so they sure. locked him up. Now it's got the kid, and he's like, um, my mommy said you killed my daddy after they caught up with the Ark. It's just yeah, like, it I'm just jumps and just goes completely off the rails with them. It's like, it's, it's why? The, the end question mark is the, right. the cliffhanger ending. But it's, did we care? No, is it because not Guggenheim, at all. Guggenheim, whether he did it well or not, succeeded. We hated Burke. We don't care about what happens to him. We don't so need you're to- right. Right. Completely out of place. We don't need another knife twist no. of oh and, and I don't see and I would I would say that giving it a knife twist is giving Burke too much credit. I would have it would have been much like better I care. It would have been much mm. better if it had the four point two billion light years away. It shows the colony and like nothing. It'd just that be the they made it to another planet, they made a colony, done. We yeah. don't need to see no, everyone inside. All. Just show me hey, the arc worked, they formed another civilization, the end. The end. Right. See, I mm. liked I guess I have like- a, an affinity for the next generation, like my Spider Girls. Because to me, this is the story of how Burke ruined that kid's childhood. I want to know, like, did Burke really kill Alex? Like, or was this a misinterpretation? Like, what what happened when they reached the arc with their... They their lifeboat and right and i think they yeah. could have wrapped that up in two pages oh the ship gets to the ark burke's like oh crap you survived they, i'm gonna try to kill you now so no one finds out that i lied but, but see that i think that could be a whole not necessarily they could have wrapped it up i think that could be a whole other story is what i'm well, saying like it could be a second one part we didn't need this i mean they could have done that the same way they've done throughout the whole time where they had like oh here's a declassification profile here's a text could have done it that instead better. of instead of the picture just had a oh mission log so and so reports there's this or happening this arrest this happening, report and just have a whole just one in world page and be done with that that would have been the only one I would have liked because when it comes to seriousness why are we getting all this random world building the Twitter feed the On website the, the press oh, I like the Twitter feeds too uh, I, I, I know. like the opposite of everything See, it seems. Oh, I, I liked that <laughs> yes I liked that stuff for yes. me it was that stuff was fine but it seems like okay, we want to build this world, but we don't want to spend the time to actually show the story. So we're just going to have a, oh, this is the world describing it itself. And then it just adds a lazy way of storytelling. Right. For, Obviously, for there are going to be people so that I, disagree I, with this. Obviously, there are going to be people that are going to be I like, disagree with it because... It's such a copy off yeah, of Jonathan Hickman, off of X-Men. Yeah, I won't disagree with any of that. Um, <laughs> I like that because for the story they're telling, what was it, a five issue or a six, six issue? issue? Six it's a six issue, and they're telling a pretty elaborate, elaborate story. It should have been only five. Agreed. It should. I will agree with that. Should have been only four, even. <sighs> no, he know? said he said it should have been zero. Is what he was thinking. So, <laughs> but I, you know, those arguments can be made, but those pieces added to the story. I thought in, in me, this one, it is very. But the good thing I with didn't that too, read any of them. 
is it it is very skippable is the nice thing about that is you don't have to right but if you wanted to you can it's, it's a either it's a dealer's choice at that point you yeah. can read if you want to if you want to get fully immersed you don't have to so to me it's a copy off of uh Jonathan Hickman's X-Men where he does oh, the sure. Krakoa files mm-hmm. that and then uh, Tinyan's uh Nice House on the Lake where it has the little Mission debriefing. I don't know what the last three years, why that has become a new establishment of why everyone's doing, oh, here's a dossier to fill in the world. It's, other than it's lazy storytelling. It's making it meta. Well, it's just, it's, no, it's not making it meta. It's making it immersive and making it real. It's lazy is what it is. Either tell it, the, we're reading a comic book, but folks. It's, it's Either tell it in a comic book or don't. It. It, it is. Right. But. And I'm, I'm agreeing with you, though. I don't, I would rather than build it in the actual art mm-hmm. of the book, right. in the storytelling. Not on a dossier. You know. It's yeah. a crutch. It's a but, crutch for it. But now I like for companies pumping out comics every month, and they're every now and then they try to do it bi-weekly, You know, and yeah, I, it's a tool. I do like at one point they had an ad for the Alex's company. I, I like that with the in-world thing. Was uh, it an ad? It was website. Like, it was a website. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay. it was just like yeah. one big splash. Like I like that because yeah. that's in that world. Fun. That's yeah, in okay. world, but it's not necessarily leaning on telling the story. It's like, oh, this makes it more immersive then, without yeah. having to be so critical for the overall world building. That's that. icing on the cake versus being the whole cake. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, we're going super long. So one to five being rating, Adrian. I know we're going to skip you. Negative one. <laughs> wow. Uh, Laura, what would you rate it? I think I'd still go three. Like it, like to me, it's average. I can, I can handle it. I can read it. It's fine, and I'm, I'm not super excited to read it again necessarily. But I do think that they could go further, and I would read another story based in this world that explains what did Burke do when they arrived on the Ark on Earth or on the new place. Yes, um, on the Ark, because I get the impression oh, that you want the, the in between. No, or the, well, the, the post-end. Well, yeah, but like that last page, the what credits. brought up to that last page where the kid comes up and says, you okay. killed my dad. The story with the that, kid now. Like that, that shocked me when I got to that page. I was like, oh, he killed his dad too, his granddad and his dad. Like I, I went back and checked and I was like, did Alex die at some point? No. Like did just, he, did he mean really? his Did we granddad? miss a page? I, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I missed something, yeah. you know, but I'm like, no, he was in the last page or two yeah. pages. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the 412 light years away it should have been 10 years later or right. it should have done a normal a time jump difference not a distance you jump. love right. those though uh jared what would you rate it i'd go a three i really did enjoy this book but it did have its faults um the the poor character writing um the ending i did not like the ending because it was just so abrupt and it's just like you said it is a how do i make this the end question mark. Right. And that's the only reason that that happened. You know, it, I, it definitely had its faults, but it was, I enjoyed it. So I'll go a solid three. Uh, and I'm going to give it a three also. It's a fun, it's a story about family. Uh, over the top, it's fast and furious sci-fi. Uh, it, it's over the top action just for the sake of action and explosions. And it had more yeah. than Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and it had Chicago. Um, it, there, there were flaws to it, but it's not taking itself too serious. I'm not taking it too serious. It is, uh, it's post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. and it's about saving humanity sort of ish. 
So, or pre-post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I was going to say. Dystopian. Well, it is a little post, I mean, because society has fallen. I would say dystopian is better, yeah. At this point. Because. apocalyptic here in martial law. Martial law and like, Chicago's destroyed. Right. It's. It's all well, not even the martial law, but the other people taking over and kind of consolidating. That's what I'm saying. It's the kinda, gang members, it's kind of post-apocalyptic with yeah. that or Mad Max. We could have had some, you know, <laughs> spikes on cars, and which we had would have made sense. We saw a minigun on the back of a, a pickup truck because, yeah, right. sure, why not? Uh, oh, I so yeah, they're just in the south. No, that was Chicago. <laughs> well, the South raises higher and higher as you get closer to the apocalypse. Well, okay. The Mason-Dixie line goes north. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I give it a three out of five also. It was a fun read. Uh, I didn't feel like, oh, this is a waste of time. I'm angry about this. No, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, with that, we'll move on to who our heroes are of the week, be it comic book or otherwise. Jared is shaking his head. <laughs> no, not me. Adamantly, no. Uh, so, we'll... We'll give you a little bit of time. Yeah, we'll skip me. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, we had a customer come in today, Chris. Uh, he said, thanks thanks for doing the podcast. I really enjoy it. Uh, so thank you, for, thank you, Chris, for listening to the podcast. Shout out to Chris. Um, the same one from last time? No. Okay. Um, Shout out to other Chris, too, just it, because. He's also, he's thankful because, like, oh, I hate podcasts that are less than an hour because he works 12-hour days. Like, oh, sure. He's like, I love, so I don't mess with my phone. So, Chris, this this episode, especially for you, because we're at almost two hours long on this one. So, we definitely hit over the hour mark on this episode. Does he have a queue feature? Because most of my podcasts, I, I can set it up I, to go straight uh, to I'll the I'll be honest, book. I didn't ask that closely on it. I just said, I just said thank you, and I, I get... We we try to aim for at least an hour, so <laughs> yeah, we're good. To, we're good on that, and this is why we're doing it every other week because weekly at two hours a pop, <laughs> that would be too, too much. So, uh, whoever wants to go next for their hero of the week, um, I'm gonna kind of regress a little bit because it's a special occasion too. Today is actually my dad's birthday, so Ooh, I want to shout out that my dad's always my hero, and it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Dad! Yeah. He, he wanted to come out tomorrow to help on the basement, but no. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. I want to sleep before I go to work. Well, yeah, <laughs> you picked up overtime, so you need to sleep. So yeah, he is feeling better though, right? I think so. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I know there was a mishap recently, right? Yep. Or am I making that up? No, you're true. No, okay, okay, okay. No, <laughs> I was like, wait a the minute. The stairs got the better of him, but <laughs> but he still came out he, that following weekend and still helped out in the basement. So yeah, from from the way he just the way mom described it, I expected much worse. And the way he described it, I was like, dang, you did really good. Like he flew. So. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fall. He flew. So did the Wright brothers. Yeah. He he, <laughs> he was inspired. He fell, he fell with style. <laughs> yep. Uh, Adrian. Uh, I'm gonna go. We just went to go watch this uh, last night, um, uh, the Jesus Revolution uh, movie that's out. So uh, the director and writer John Irwin. Uh, it takes place in the 70s, talking about the the spiritual movement uh, here in the U.S. and in California mostly. Um, and what I really enjoyed about it is some of these movies can be really corny, and they can kind of turn people off. But this did anything but. That had the hippies. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking. It was about. really good. It talked a lot about um, as far as spiritual belief in Christ and Jesus, but it also gave the human side of things too, which a lot of these movies don't do. Like uh, a lot of the movies, unfortunately, will be like, "Well, once you follow Jesus, everything's fine." No, no, it's not. You're still human. You're still on Earth. Things are not fine all the time, and uh, this really showed a kind of like certain pitfalls that I think humans 
kind of forget uh, will happen. Uh, but it also talked about uh, just, again, kind of like that family theme, apparently. Apparently today is the, the family theme. Uh, but it was really, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my wife really enjoyed it. Uh, we took some friends to go see it, and they really enjoyed it. Um, the little lady that ended up sitting next to me, she really enjoyed it. I didn't even know who she was. <laughs> there was a, one moment that was very shocking in the movie, and she, this, I, she at least 70, she jumped out of her chair. I was like, oh, this lady's going to have a heart attack or something. But it was it was a really fun movie. I really liked it a lot. Jared, we watched as much time as we could. Uh, I'm going to go with my dog, Shandy. So I might be copping out, but she absolutely cracked me up. You remember it rained really bad this past weekend. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. I almost couldn't leave. She oh. loved the mud puddles. He said it wasn't his bed. So she, I let her so play nice. out there for like <laughs> an hour and a half in the mud puddles, and she came in just filthy. <laughs> so the first thing she does, of course, Shake. jumps on me. Well, she loves you. Yeah. She's like, look at me, you know. So I had to give her a bath that night, and that was a that wasn't a battle. That took, you know, way too long, you know, f- to give a dog a bath. So she was really amped. You should have given the dog uh, a bun. <laughs> moving on, <Yeah. laughs> but uh, she's been. Uh, we've been going out to the lake here recently, walking and stuff, and she's been a really good girl here recently. There you go. Uh, so with that, we will be back in two weeks. Jared, what book were we reading for two weeks? Geiger. There you go. I, I asked him because he's the one who picked the book, so I knew he'd remember. <laughs> I hope it's better than this one. Uh, I, I if not, if not we'll talk about it. What's it that is one? about family again. I enjoyed it in uh, single issues, and uh, it's written by Jeff Johns, who's uh, one of my favorites. But we'll so. talk about it more next time. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back in two weeks barring any complications. See you all then. Mm-hmm.